Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com/fine. Visit IXL.com/fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com/fine. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. We make this podcast because we're looking for answers, right? Right. Well, for this episode, the tables have turned. Today, we are going to give out the answers. Yes, finally. I have the answers. Yes, we both do. We have the answers to all the questions our listeners send us. Because I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is another By the Book bonus episode. Bad Book! Bad Book! Welcome to another By the Book bonus episode, our between-season treat for your ears. We're calling this bonus episode, Ask Us Anything. In this episode, we'll address all your burning questions. Here's a very good voicemail to start with. Yo, ladies. Uh, quick question for you. How did you two meet? I'm wondering what the origin story is. Ooh, origin story yes. time. Yes. So, how did we meet? Well, we met as so many great friends have met over the years, and that is at work. Many years ago, Yay. we met at work. Jolenta and I were working at a news radio show, yep. and incidentally, that's also where we met Cameron, our producer. Holla. Hey, say hi, Cam. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> we were all working together at this public radio news show, mm -hmm. and I was the culture producer. Exactly. I was the part-time administrative assistant. Yes. <laughs> and um, I, in addition to being the culture producer on the show, I also co-hosted a podcast called Movie Date. Mm -hmm. I was essentially the pop culture person in residence at a hard news show where they were always doing things like talking about Aleppo. And yeah. I don't even know what that means. Nope, me either. But Jolenta, you and I both love pop culture. Yes. And so you and I would just talk about stuff all the time and you would know what I was talking about. Exactly. We were the only two people who like knew what movies were coming out and like what was 
was currently on TV and not about news. Yeah, all that stuff. And Cameron was one of the great producers who worked with us. So, yeah, that's how we all know each other. That was years ago. And our friendship and our working relationship continues to this day. It's true. Our love of frozen drinks and pop culture has kept us together (laughs) even after we left that job. So grateful for that job. The job wasn't always easy, but uh, lifelong friendships that came out of it. Oh, totally. I'm so grateful for it. It was a good group of people when we were there. Like, I'm friends with a lot of those people. It was was one of those, like, magic moments where it's like, whoa, everyone I work with is the shit for, like, a hot second. Yes. All right. Let's get to another question here that's also about our backgrounds. This listener is named Maya, and she writes, Jolenta and Kristen, I was wondering if you would be willing to tell about your mental health story if it's not too personal. I'd say, yes, I will tell you my story. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Let's hear your story, Jolenta. My story is pretty simple. I have severe anxiety. Uh, Technically, I think I've been diagnosed with both social anxiety and my favorite, generalized anxiety disorder. What does that mean? It just means, like, shit makes you anxious. And everyone's like, everything makes me anxious. Like, yeah, me too. Like, But actually, <clears throat> clinically speaking, it Clinically does. anxious. Like, I have panic attacks that I cannot control. Like, my body reacts to things with a fight or flight response that are normal, everyday things. And I truly can't control it. Um, and on top of that, I get stuck uh, in thought trains. Like, I think the same sort of cyclical, self-destructive things over and over again. And I, like, can't stop. Sometimes it's days, weeks, months, like years. Uh, that leads to some pretty severe depression. But now I'm medicated and I've seen many wonderful mental health professionals. And uh, I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say something as your friend, as your co-host, and then yeah. just on behalf of every listener. We all love how honest you are about Aww, your shit. You. Because a lot of us are being told our whole lives, hide that shit. Yeah. Don't let people know about that. That's fucked up. It's a disorder. We don't want to hear about the fact that you're nuts. And I just love how honest you are about it because we all have our shit. People make light of anxiety, I feel like. It's it's common. We all talk about, oh, this makes me anxious. That makes me anxious. Like, everyone has a fucking, like, service dog. But it's like there is reality in that. Like, it's real. My dog is a service dog. Like, because my doctor wrote a prescription for him because I have, like, a mental disorder. And, you know, it's fine. I seem normal. I'm Most of the time I am normal. But, like, yeah. it's the same thing as, like, yeah, I also get sinus infections a lot. Like, I get sinus infections and then I have, like, spiral years. Yeah. When it comes to my mental health, as you know, Jolenta, you and I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. I see my mental health the same way I do my vagina or my nose health or any of those things. Like something's going on with my vagina. I go to my doctor and get it checked out. Same when I'm having an ear, nose and throat issue. Go and get it checked out. If I'm having some mental health issues, I just go to the specialist that I want to go to. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's just talking things out. Uh, At least once in my life, it involved some medication. But I just think like anything else in life, we have to take care of ourselves. And sometimes you just got to do that. And then The other side of my mental health thinking, I think, is really just being a little bit kinder and gentler to myself, Mm -hmm. forgiving myself. There are times in my life where I felt defenseless or maybe I wasn't defenseless and I could have stood up for myself better or I got myself in a bad situation or I suffered Mm -hmm. through a lot of things too long. And I had to eventually say, it's okay. I forgive you, young Kristen. You did the best you could at the time. That's so hard to do. Yeah. And that actually leads into another question. Oh. Yes. And this one comes from Stella. I love this question so much. She says, Dear Kristen Angelenta, I'm a sophomore, 15 years old in high school, and I wanted to say how much I love your podcast. 
My question for you is, what was your high school experience like? Any good or embarrassing stories? Any tips on how to get through high school? Your podcast is definitely helping me get an insight on how adults live and how I should live my life as I get older. I really look up to you ladies and admire your amazing friendship. Oh my, oh my God, God, I love that Stella. so much. <laughs> it, makes it makes me, me missy. First of all, Stella, I'm going to tell you something my late mother said to me once. These are the worst years of your life. Yup. Do not <laughs> think that you are supposed to have everything wonderful and great happen to you in high school. You know what mm, no one wants mm-hmm. to hear at a party when you're grown up? Oh, the best like part of cool high school was blank. I was so cool in high school. Da 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 da. Right. It's not fun right. when you were grown up. Uh, high school girl. <laughs> I hated high school. So did I. I was miserable from day one. Like, do I have any good embarrassing stories? Like, every day of high school was an embarrassing story. Well, for me, I went to eight schools growing up. And what? so... How many I, high schools did you I go to? I went to three elementary schools, three high schools, a middle school, and college before I got my diploma. So Damn. high school was hard. And mm-hmm. every time you go into a new place and don't know anybody... Mm. It can be tough, or you can meet great friends. You never know what happens. And I wasn't ever considered traditionally pretty, at least, yeah. you know, in most of the high no schools I went to. touched me in high school. No, I was considered so gross. And, um, I mean, I was considered smart. I would say my advice is just find your people, find what you like. It doesn't matter if what you like is what everyone hates. It doesn't matter if your people are people your parents don't like or... <laughs> We're going to get in trouble from, like, some sort of parenting know. organization for I this advice. I mean, advice. all the people that were, fr- like, my best friends in high school, like, eventually my parents loved. And, like, they were in my wedding and stuff, you know? Yeah. I just think if you have one or two good people who are 100% mm-hmm. on your side, yeah, you're set. And it's not going to always feel that those people are 100% on your side because one of the dumb things about being a teenager is uh, people build and break down alliances constantly. Uh, social structures are a mess, especially when you're a girl in high school. So try to just think of it that way. Like, this is a fucked up social structure. Nothing yes. is wrong with me. I am perfect. I am Stella. Yeah. I am a beautiful flower. Jolenta and Kristen love me, and everybody <laughs> knows that I'm a good person. Yeah. My main struggle in high school was all the things that people were telling me was wrong about me. My interests were wrong. I liked, like, arts and not science. My body was wrong because, like, I was going through fucking puberty. Like, yeah. You know, just remember, like, you're not wrong. You are fine, and just tally every time someone might say you're wrong and, you know, write a cool paper about it in college when everyone understands you. Yeah. And worst case scenario, <laughs> if you're feeling really, really in the dumps, Remember, this too shall pass. It may feel like it's forever, but you know what? It's going to pass. Summer's going to come. And then you have like another year or two of high school, but then fuck it. It's all over with and thank God. So just do what you need to for yourself. Survive and you'll be an unbelievably interesting person later. It's true. All right. So we have a lot more questions to get to. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.
We are back, and it is time for more questions. Here's a question for our producer, Cameron. This listener asks, Hey, Cameron, do you also go buy the book or stay completely neutral during this show? Cameron, come in here. Tell us. Tell us. Uh, which side is easier? Yeah, so the short answer is no. I don't live strictly by the books the way Kristen and Jolenta do. I will say that occasionally I will experiment with something. I remember in our pilot process when we were working on The Secret, one of the things The Secret says is that you can basically move things with your mind. Like if you're stuck in traffic, you can try and move the traffic by believing that it will move, or if you think you're late to work, you can just say, I'm going to be on time for work. So I was on the subway coming to work, and the train was stopped for a while, and it wasn't moving, so I tried to manifest the train to move. And it did move immediately. Now, do I think the secret is real? No, but it was fun like the way gambling is fun. Like, it felt like... (laughs) I felt like I got lucky in the moment, and that was kind of exciting. Uh, But I don't think I moved the train with my mind. So that's an example of one thing I actually tried from one of the books. Uh, But I will say that in general, even though I'm not strictly living by the books, I have been more mindful of certain things that the books talk about. Like, I think ever since we did the Marie Kondo book, I've thought a little bit more about clutter. I've thought about things that maybe I don't need and could get rid of. I've thought about how much stuff is on my kitchen counter, that sort of thing. So that's been good. I also want to add that I like that Cameron stays pretty neutral because he's also our first audience member. Oh, absolutely. So I like that he hasn't necessarily read the book as close as us or at all or knows what to expect. And... I like surprising him. Yeah, especially, I mean, think about the Men Are From Mars episode. Mm -hmm. Cameron was able to, when we were in the studio recording, say, ho, 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 stop, guys. How many pages more of rules do you have in here? This makes no sense. This is psychotic. (laughs) And it was only because he was a neutral ear that he could point that out because you and I were too much in it. When Yeah, when you're in it that much, you think everyone knows the vocabulary of the book all of a sudden and like you start talking like a monster and Cameron's like our monster (laughs) alarm to be like, whoa, 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 you're going full monster. Oh, good. All right. Another question. Cam, maybe you can also help with this one. Question from Kim on Facebook. How do you time the two weeks when you're actually living by the book, the recording of the podcast, the two weeks of posting the podcast? Another way of asking is you posted your two podcasts about how to write an ebook in less than seven to 14 days on 913 and 920. When did you actually live these books? How did you record the podcast? Cameron, do you want to weigh in again on this one? Yeah, so I will say that we are usually ahead of schedule. So by the time you actually hear the episode, Kristen and Jolenta are a couple of books ahead. And the reason we have that little buffer is just we want to make sure that Kristen and Jolenta have enough time to read the books and live by them for two weeks and that we have enough time to actually make a good episode out of that. So the more time we give ourselves, the better the episode can be. Hey, Cam, while we're at it, do you want to explain the Easter eggs? Yes. That is a clip that I find from the recording session that I just sort of plop at the end, and I don't tell Kristen and Jolenta what it's going to be. I did it first with the pilot episode with The Secret, and 
we always just get a kick out of it. So I do it every time. Oh, we just love it. And we had no idea you were going to do that, Cam. We just, we love it so much. You're so good at your job. We love you. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, lastly, I want to do some rapid fire questions. We got all of these from one of our most loyal listeners, Chantal. All right. Question one. What do you do to de-stress slash unwind? Get high and masturbate. All right. Excellent. <laughs> um, frozen margaritas, Netflix. What's the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you in your life so far? One time we were at a work retreat. Uh, you weren't there, Christian, but it was when we worked together. And my husband was there. And This instead was a hot of, tub retreat, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Instead of yelling Brad across the room, I yelled Dad to oh. him. And all my coworkers were like, what the hell? You just called your husband Dad. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so good. But the Brad most- and Dad sound alike. Sure, yeah, that's true. Brad, dad, same <laughs> word, basically. <laughs> this is so hard for me. The most embarrassing thing. How about that one time when Mickey Agrawal, founder of Thinks Underpants, those are the mm, period underpants, mm-hmm. was here in our studios giving an interview for one of the shows I was producing at the time. The whole time, I did not realize as I was showing her around, producing engineering, getting her water, the whole time, I didn't realize I'd had my period and the back of my dress <gasps> was covered in blood. Visible blood? Yes. The story is about 11 months old. No. Yes. I didn't. You've never told me this. And I was like, I'm sorry, listeners. We talk about period blood. I was saying, well, also, what's with you and period blood just in general, Kristen? <laughs> but what's really funny about after that, I told Dean the story and he bought me things on the pants. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Next rapid fire uh, question. What is the best piece of life advice you would give to someone? My dad always said the smartest people ask the most questions. I love it. I live by it. That's my advice. Oh, I love that. And my advice is always my Nana's, of course. Nana has so many good snippets of advice. But my late Nana's best advice that I try to think about the most is we're all just about as happy as we make up our minds to be. That's from Abe Lincoln, actually. That's Nana a, would quote him. Abe Lincoln via Nana. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, can I just give one more? Yeah, can I give, yeah. one more quote. I'm just going to give two more quotes, if oh, that's okay. Two no, more I, quotes. I, I know, right. I'm going nuts. Okay. Not, I love my Nana quote so much. Hit one us. of them is, most people, most of the time, are not thinking about you. Oh. So stop fixating on what other people are thinking. I love that They're one. not thinking about you. Most of the time, they don't even care. Mm-hmm. And then finally... Don't compare your insides to other people's outsides because... That's a hard one, Nana. (laughs) Because you know what? If you want to be miserable, here's my prescription for you. Just start comparing yourself. That's a really great way to be sad. Just don't do that. how I live my life. Just don't 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 do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Next question. What is something you've failed at? I have failed at being an actor. No, you have not. I'm not, I'm not an up. actor. I'm not a, you don't see me on a, in a, on a stage, in a movie, in a TV. I've seen you on stage several times. No, you're you a moth story slam No, you stand-up and you're... storytelling, but I am not being someone else. I am a failed actor in a sense that I do not get cast to play anything that isn't me. Well, I think you are not a failure, and nobody in life is a failure. I don't like the idea of failure. So are you just a failure at nothing? I like to think that there's no such thing as failure. I just think that we make mistakes, and that's how we learn. But that being said, I will tell you, at one point in my life, I dreamed of being a great novelist. And when I was getting my MFA, I realized very quickly in my Master of Fine Arts Fiction Writing program that I hate sitting alone and writing. I hated it. 
two years mm. straight of sitting alone, I was like, like I know dream. why people are alcoholics. Uh, this yeah. is sad and this is lonely, which is one reason why when we were living by how to write an ebook in less than seven to 14 days, I was feeling a little bit wound up during that book. Yeah. 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 And and I'm I think insane. I think one of the reasons why is it was giving me flashbacks to getting my MFA. So basically, you've never failed at anything, but like you've realized things you don't like. That's what all of us should think in life. Good perspective. Good perspective, Ugh, Joe Lenta. Fine. Uh, next question. Do you have any regrets about anything? Again, I just hate the regrets thing. Oh I just gosh. hate You're that. You're so well adjusted. Chris knows no regrets. <laughs> I just, I hate it. I just hate the idea of living with regrets. Like, for every one decision you made, you had to say goodbye to something else, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Every time I turned right when I walked out the door instead of turning left. Maybe there's somebody I didn't run into that would have been fun. Or maybe I didn't run into a serial killer or something else that was on the other side of the street. But and just regrets really bum me out. I hate to think that there's a better way I could have done something. And that's what regrets say to me. I didn't do my life right. I regret not getting more tattoos when I was younger. <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> I got. I started getting tattoos at like 29, which is like you have to have it thought out by then. But I wish I had a few tattoos from when I was like 18, being like, who knows what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> like I wish, I wish I hadn't waited so long to be like, eh, who cares? It's a tattoo. <laughs> All right. Next question. What inspires you? Nature. Oh, I like that. I answer. like being in nature. I'm from Oregon. Just sit me next to a creek, and I'm happy for like a day. Oh, that makes me really, really happy. I love that. Thank um, you. What inspires me? Strong, amazing, brilliant, outspoken women. Hey-o. I just—that's one reason I love you, Jolenta. That's why I love you. Yeah, and, and Dolly Parton, and Dolly, and <laughs> Oprah, and Nana, all share. Oh yeah, all of them. That's what inspires me. Uh, Favorite quotes? Oh, man. I guess we just did those. Yeah. I have a quote that is not from my dad. Uh, Catherine Hepburn always says, if you obey all the rules, you miss all the fun. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes. Uh, Next one. Favorite podcast besides Besides yours. Yeah. Well, obviously, again, I'm going to recuse myself from mentioning any of the other shows I produce. I Mm -hmm. produce a number Mm -hmm. of other shows. So... Other podcasts. Podcasts you have no involvement in. I know what yours is. What is mine? Well, you love true crime. So. Yes. <laughs> My favorite murder is so good if you want to listen to like empowered, funny women shoot the shit about real life issues. It's not for everyone. You have to have a very good sense of humor. You have to like crime and you have to like swearing. You know, this is such a tough question. I work in podcasting. I listen to a gazillion podcasts a week. It's just part of my life. It's part of my job. But one podcast that I just adored that I listened to last month was The Complete Woman. It's kind of a fake self-help podcast. Oh, I've never heard of this. And it supposedly takes place in the 1960s. Oh, this sounds amazing. During like the feminine mystique era and these repressed stay-at-home women just are like, yeah, so here's a little self-help tip. When your husband comes home from work and you have all your makeup on and you're trying to make him feel good about the fact that he's a hero even though he's a loser, you can just say to him, I'm nothing, honey. I'm nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so... Funny. It's that it's sounds a lot hilarious. like reading Men Are from Mars. Oh, no, hey, oh that sounds yeah. like a very good podcast. Only it's a comedy. It's very funny. It's very very funny. Uh, next question. What's your favorite book? Oh my god, that's also super oh my super god. tough. My favorite book is Me by Catherine Hepburn. It's her autobiography. It's both beautifully and horribly written. She writes how she talks. She's empowering. She's insane. It's a great read. 
Okay, so this is such a hard question. I love so many books. So um, I think I'll just say the last great book I read in my book club, which was Underground Airlines. Uh, in this book, it's an imagined alternate future in the U.S. in which slavery is not actually outlawed. There's actually a confederacy in the U.S. There are weird trade agreements around the world. And there are, of course, people trying to escape to the north and spies working on both sides. It's just incredible, and it actually says a lot about why America is the way it is now, even if it's an alternate version of America. It's so smart. It's so good. All right. Let's do favorite movie. Favorite movie. My favorite movie is The Philadelphia Story starring Catherine, Catherine Hepburn. Hepburn. Yeah. You guys, I've been obsessed with Catherine Hepburn since I was like 10. Deal with it. She's my favorite everything. Oh. It's a good movie. Jimmy Stewart, Cary Grant, High Society, Crazy Wedding, Slapstick Comedy, Great Journalism. Oh, yeah. It's so oh, good. It's, it's such so a good movie. It's so clever. It's, it's the best movie ever. It's a funny done and movie. Done. And I also love a movie from around that time, also starring Jimmy Stewart, called It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, of course. Of course. It's I a know. Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. But that is my all-time favorite movie, and I love it so much, despite all of its flaws, the martyrdom, the sadness, that I would rather just be a loser in my town than be a big man somewhere else, all of that stuff. I love it so much because of the relationship between Mary and George. It is beautiful. It's so beautiful, and I love it so much that Dean, when he and I got married, we had our wedding ring secretly engraved and didn't get to read what the insides of our ring said until after we said our vows. And... He had mine engraved with a quote from the movie, I'll lasso the moon for you, which is something that George says to Mary when they're courting. And I just, I love the movie so much. I just love it. I love it. All right. Favorite celebrity? Catherine Hepburn. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Hepburn is almost tied with Cher. Shut up. No. Um, For me, it's probably a tie between Dolly and Oprah. Yeah. It's really yeah, hard. I love you. them both. I yeah. just, I love them both. They're uh, inspirational. They're smart. Yeah. They're funny. And they're filthy rich business ladies. I would say, yeah, yeah. I'd like to think all of our women are of the same ilk. Yes. Of, like, they're beyond powerful and successful and like groundbreaking for their fields. And charitable, too. All those things. Mm-hmm. They're just great. All right. If you could only eat one food or one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? Burritos. Oh, good answer. Yeah. Breakfast burrito, mole burrito, verde burrito. Okay. You know what? I think my answer might be wrong then because now I'm like, maybe it is burritos. Um, I was thinking like a vegetable. God, this is so sad. But even just saying it, I sound sad. Oh, tell me about your vegetables. Go on. (laughs) I would like a nice vegetable stir fry with garlic over brown rice. And I would would totally eat that every day. I would totally eat that. You would eat that every day. I would. I would. Which is kind of like a burrito without the wrap around it, right? Yeah, exactly. I just want a little extra carb boost. Yeah, all that. All right. What are your pet peeves? I don't like nail biting. My husband does it. It drives me fucking insane. Oh, my God. And he'll bite it and you can, like, hear it click. And then you hear him, like, chew on the piece of nail. And I want to, (laughs) like, bash his head in when he does it. It's like it triggers a rage in me that, like, is totally not proportionate to the situation. But it drives me insane because I I hear, like, every crunch. He eats the nail, too. It's disgusting. We're married to the same man. Dean's Ugh. hands are mangled. Yeah, and do they? Does he? <laughs> Brad also starts like just chewing away like the skin on his fingertips when his like nails get too low, and he like peels off the skin. It's too much. <laughs> All right, so that drives me nuts. But what drives me even more nuts? Gum noises. Oh, I don't mind that. And um, a lot of the ladies in my family, my nana, my mother, my aunts, 
They would do it, and they would like smack it, make funny noises with oh, the gum, you pop all, it, yeah, all those stuff. things. Oh, I love that. I don't like it at That's all. I just hate that. I just hate that. All right. Next question. Do you have any phobias? Oh, my God. I thought that said photos. I'm like, yes, we post them all the time. Photos. No, phobias. Phobias? I don't like foam. Oh, my God. I wonder if that's you know, related like, to my thing because I don't foam, like uneven circles. It's not foam like soap foam. Like the foam in like a foam pit in gymnastics. Oh, that foam. Or the foam that's on like shitty clothes hangers, that like layer of like that styrofoamy stuff it's almost. like it's softer yeah, than styrofoam yeah. but like i hate the way it feels it's on like my a hands sponge, i sort hate of. touching yeah. it it makes my skin crawl all right so that's interesting because i have a related phobia and there's even a name for it i can't remember what it's called but it's this thing where i hate uneven circles that look like cells like a lotus root or do you know what that's cameron is cameron's waving nodding. and cameron's also has like, that? i know what that is oh, i know see, what that is no but in American Horror Story, there's a phobia of like holes. That yes. sounds like the same. Yeah, it is. It's related to the same thing. It's just I so love looking at gross. lotus roots. Hold to on, me, I want to like oh, touch all the holes. What's it Trypophobia. 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 Cameron just found Cameron out. Cameron googled oh. it and is covering his hand over the picture <laughs> of the example because he clearly also has this phobia. Oh yeah. Hold on. I'm I could look at those holes all day. Oh, barf. I just want to punch someone. Gross. That's insane. Oh, okay. it's, it's not just a phobia. It makes me angry. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Uh, I love phobias. <laughs> <laughs> I love phobias. They're crazy and so interesting. <laughs> all right. Final question. Last question. From Chantel. Chantel, this list is crazy. What is your <laughs> astrology sign? And she writes in parentheses, yes, Kristen, and I know you hate astrology, but just play along. <laughs> I'm a true Taurus with a Taurus moon and a Pisces rising. I love the way you just like name all that off, just like here. And it's interesting. What's interesting is my parents are a Taurus and a Pisces. So I have like all of our signs combined. I'm like a double Taurus with a Pisces, right? Like, I don't even know what any of that means. I don't know what that means. What is your sign? You know your sign. No, I don't. What is your birthday? No, remember? No, we don't know your exact birthday. No, nobody does. Shit. What month were you born in? Do you have any idea? Well, probably in. December or January, but possibly that's give or take a few weeks. Oof. So I could be anywhere from November to February. I'm going to say you're a Sagittarius because you seem like a Sagittarius to me. Well, my husband's a Sagittarius. My selected birthday, because mm-hmm. it fell flat in the middle of what their estimation was, my given birthday is December 30th, which makes me a Capricorn. Mm. And I've been told I'm super Capricorn. Are you? I don't know much about Capricorns, actually. Well, we so. love to work. That's true. I am a little bit of a work monster. Mm-hmm, I work and work mm-hmm. and work and work. And then the other thing about that is that supposedly I'm good with money. Apparently Capricorns are, are super good with money. Good with money. Yeah. Um, really good, stable family figures. So apparently Capricorns make good parents and, you know, they're just nice. like very... That's okay. You sound like that. I yeah. believe it. Yeah. So you know what? That's a good note to end on. It is. Because you know what? This is going to go down a horrible hole if we keep talking about oh, this. Oh, no more astrology. <laughs> For now. Oh, was that a hint about something? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. I just know it's going to come up again for me. I don't know. I don't don't know. All right. (laughs) And that's it for this bonus episode of Buy the Book. Cameron, read us the credits. All right. Give us a call at 505-510-BOOK, or you can write to us at buythebook at panoply.fm. Tell them to rate us and review us. Rate us and review us at on Apple on Apple Podcasts. It's called Apple Podcasts now. Yep. So leave us a review so that we have reviews that are good. Also, thank you. (laughs) Thank you to our producer. 
who? <laughs> you! <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Cameron Drews. And I'm Grantham Manga. Bye. Bye. Guys, I think we nailed it. I think, I think that's gold. Can, I think that can be put together. I think we need things. to try. I need. I think we need to try to use that. I think we okay. do. At all costs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.